0: It's time for Rescuers, the show about people who change and save lives. Now, here's your host, Art Brooks. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Rescuers Radio Show at faithtalk1360.com and KPXQ 1360 Radio. And it's so exciting to be here, and I'm just full of joy and happiness today because of my guest, world-renowned Johnny Erickson Tada. Hi, Johnny.
1: <laughs> oh, Art, so good to be with you. I don't know about the world-renowned part, but uh, very good to speak with you and, of course, all of our listeners on The Rescuers.
0: Absolutely. And uh, we learned that we have a worldwide audience because uh, about a month ago, we were doing a program and somebody actually contacted us from Australia. I
1: love it. Let's
0: go there. That that would be fun. Let's do it. So, uh, Johnny, to open things up talking about the audience, I'm sure there's 90% of our audience knows your backstory, but there's some that don't. So I'd like to start off with asking you the question, how did you get here? How did we get here after what happened in 1967?
1: Well, 1967 sounds like a long, long time ago, and indeed it was. I was 17 years old, and uh, I was heading off to college, and decided that my sister, Kathy, and I would be fun to go to the beach and have one last day in the water together. Um, I swam out to this raft, anchored pretty far offshore, didn't check the depth of the water, uh, took a dive, and immediately I found out how shallow that water really was. My head hit the sandbar, snapped my head back, crushed my vertebrae, Mm -hmm. uh, severed my spinal cord, and I'm floating face down in the water art uh knowing that i'm about to drown because my sister has her back turned to me i know she can't see me she's at some distance away and um but then a crab bit her toe and it so startled her that she quickly whirled around in the water to scream to me to watch out for crabs and when she did she noticed that i was in a lot of trouble Mm. and art um i'm just so grateful for uh Chesapeake Bay Blue Crabs, I'm grateful that God <laughs> could use something so innocuous, so small, so seemingly insignificant to play a part in my own rescue. And I think that's a good lesson le- lesson for all our listeners. We have no idea how God's going to move, uh, who he's going to use, the circumstances that come to play. And before you know it, um, he's performed this amazing rescue. Thankfully, my sister saw me. After that crab bit her toe and she pulled me up out of the water and of course that's left me a quadriplegic that broken neck and for the last 53 years, um, Art, I have been in a wheelchair without use of my hands, my arms and my legs, Uh, you can probably hear in my voice, I'm a little weak and uh, you know after 53 years of quadriplegia, your lungs begin to take a beating so uh, Please excuse me if I'm not quite as clear as some of your guests. You sound clear. But I very hope our clear. listeners won't mind. <laughs> you sound uh, clear to I me. I certainly, I'm, the, the smile is certainly for real. <laughs> the breath might not be there, but I'm smiling.
0: <laughs> oh, that's what it's all about. So uh, how does one who came, uh, had a brush with death in a short couple of years, get yourself from the bottom of that lake to the joy of moving forward and the faith and the trust that that takes.
1: Well, Art, some of your listeners um, might know that the ministry that I lead is called Johnny and Friends, and Art, it was friends, it was family, it was spiritual community, it was people, Christian brothers and sisters who gathered around me and they prayed, and, and I think that is the first thing that uh, played a big part in my own rescue people prayed. Mm. You know, the Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities. Yes. And that's so true in my life. Back then I was wrestling not against the flesh and blood of spinal cord injury. I was wrestling against the the spiritual forces of darkness that that loved nothing more than keeping me steeped in depression. Mm-hmm. I was clinically depressed. I was wrenching my head on the pillow hoping to break my neck up at a higher level so as to end my life but people prayed art Hmm. and i think it was the power of their prayers that began to dismantle that depression it began to clear the fog Um, actually my depression uh, was my schoolmaster it taught me something it showed me an important lesson it showed me that I needed to place my trust in one whose promises would never Mm -hmm. change. I needed to place my trust in someone who would always be there, never abandoning me, um, never forsaking me. And so those prayers opened up the way for me to eventually dive into God's word. And I mean dive deep. I, I just grabbed the Bible and I just began ingesting it and learning as much as I could about the character of God and why He is so trustworthy, no matter how difficult and dark our circumstances. So that's where the joy comes (laughs) from, Art. It is many years of spending a lot of time in God's Word and taking Him at His Word, believing His promises, and making those promises the anchors for my soul whenever my emotions start to go south.
0: Amen. And and you have a a life uh, sentence, if I may. God permits what He hates to achieve what He loves. Describe that to me. What that means to you?
1: Well, uh, it's just ten short words. God permits what He hates <laughs> to accomplish what He loves. Pretty clear. But it? it is so packed with power because mm-hmm. I'm going to I'm going to ask all of our listeners right now to just to think about the cross of Jesus Christ. God permitted what He hated the cross to achieve something that he loved and that is of course our salvation hmm. but just consider what that cross involved when jesus went to mount calvary it meant treason injustice murder torture we think how could any of that be god's will hmm. none of that's god's will we say to ourselves yet god used the the most awful tragic circumstances in the life of his own son to abort devilish schemes and to accomplish his own ends and purposes. And so when Satan inspired all the events that led up to the crucifixion, you know, torture, murder, treason, injustice, um, when Satan inspired all those things and, uh, and 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 pushed the mob in the streets to scream for Christ's crucifixion, mm. when, when he did that, he was slitting his own throat yep. because the world's worst murder became the world's only salvation.
0: The savior of and, the world.
1: And, and, and in a way, that, that's my story, uh, Art, and it's the story of anyone who suffers. God permits what he hates. I mean, my goodness, Art, God permits all sorts of things he does not approve of. Mm-hmm. Uh, he took no delight in the torturous murder of his own son, yet he prized something above that awful agony that Jesus went through and what he prized was, of course, winning a bride for that very son, uh, giving us salvation. And, and that's what God did in my life. He He permitted what he hated, my spinal cord injury, an awful tragic thing, no doubt about it. He allowed something he didn't necessarily, quote, delight in or approve of, but he allowed it to bring about something that he would love in my life. And that is, of course, Christ in me, the hope of glory. And oh, Art, (laughs) after 53 years of paralysis, I will tell you, uh, hands down, Jesus is ecstasy beyond compare, and it is worth any amount of quadriplegia to be his friend. I was lying in bed, Art, last night thinking about this very thing because I I couldn't sleep. My shoulder was hurting pretty Mm, badly, mm. and I deal with chronic pain. And I was lying there, Art, and thinking, Jesus, I'm so happy in you. How is it I could be lying here with total paralysis and in pain, unable to move, yet I'm so happy in you. This is a miracle of your grace. And, and, and I, I think that's, that's what I love most about God. He, he shows himself most beautifully and most powerfully. Through our suffering, if we would but come to Him, and uh, ask for grace, ask for help, ask for His His enablement through all the promises that He gives. So, yep, God permits what He hates to accomplish what He loves. It's true in my life. It's true in the lives of all of our friends listening.
0: You've got me and everybody listening on fire right now. So <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> you remind me of uh, the scripture that report that supports that saying is Romans eight twenty eight. We all know that things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. And Absolutely. That, that's a popular scripture and it supports that. But you know, it's also one of the most misused scriptures, I think, because I always hear people say, oh, God will make it. God will just allow that to happen. Well, that's not what the scripture says. (laughs) For all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. And we don't know how that's going to happen for each of us, right? Right, and
1: I think it's so good to read the next verse. Romans 8, 28, you said it well. All things fit together into a plan for good to those who love God. And then the next verse says, that we be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. Amen. That is God's idea of good. You know, art for a long time I thought, well, okay. Here I, I would read a I would read a Bible verse like um, uh, Psalm 84. I think it's verse 11. No good thing will He withhold from those who walk uprightly. Now I read that verse and I thought, okay, Jesus, if I keep my nose clean, if I if I'm obedient, if I confess my sin, and, and if I follow you on the path of righteousness, I'm going to get my legs back. Because walking is a good thing. Having back use of my hands is a very good thing. Mm-hmm. And yet, I never got back use of my hands and never got back use of my legs. Mm-hmm. So what what is the good thing that Psalm 84 is talking about? Well, it's the same good expressed in Romans chapter 8, verse 28. The good is that we become like Jesus Christ. No, I might not walk again, but God will give me courage. I might not get back use of my hands, but God will give me joy and perseverance and patience. He will cause my soul to be noble and brave. I'll be able to face adversity with confidence in his promises. This is the good stuff that God's after. This is why he allows the suffering, so that our focus will be jerked off of our own willful desires, which are so self-centered, and through suffering, we come to God saying, Jesus, I can't <laughs> do this. I don't no. know how to do
0: quadriplegia.
1: Mm-hmm. Help me. Mm-hmm. Help me. But in so doing, he pours out an abundance abundance, a shower of blessings, as we're told in Ezekiel, a shower of blessings of courage and perseverance and patience and peace and endurance and, and all those good things that make a soul great. God may allow our bodies to be harmed, but never will he allow things to happen that would harm our soul. His purpose in suffering is always to make our souls great by uh, embracing Christ in us, the hope of glory. So uh, I guess that's my th- theology in a nutshell, Art. <laughs>
0: that's pretty darn good, lady. So, um, but he also brought you to a point of a worldwide ministry, and you just don't wake up one day and, regardless of your condition, and say, "This is this is what I'm going to do." He led you step by step. You, first of all, you're you're learning how to paint with the a paintbrush in your teeth, right? Right. And then and mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and then you're 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 doing CDs. You're singing. You um. How did you get? What was the step that brought you? Uh, probably understandably because of your condition. I want to help others that are that have this disability, that they can still get around. So you're putting wheelchairs into each one of those bodies around the world. Pretty remarkable. Well, that's,
1: that's what we do, and it is remarkable. <laughs> you're absolutely right. You know, um, I read somewhere early on in my disability uh, the story of Abraham in the book of Genesis, and it says there clearly that uh, Abraham was to be a blessing to the nations, mm. And that to me was, I think, a, 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 a model. That's a model of what God wants to do in all of our lives. Mm-hmm. He wants to bless us so that we can pass on the blessing to others.
0: And we're now, our own worst enemy.
1: Tough, yeah, right? Sometimes <laughs> we are, aren't we? We want to pass on the blessing. We want to encourage people. We want to, If we've learned insights from God's word, if God has given us his grace, if he has shown us a path, of understanding, then let's pass it on. Let's tell other people. Absolutely. And 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 I guess when you mention artwork and you mention books, and all the like, these are just ways of communicating. Mm-hmm. And art, I love to communicate whether it's through speaking, painting, writing, giving wheelchairs, uh, holding retreats for families struggling with disabilities. Uh, there in Arizona, of course, our Johnny and Friends team and Arizona does all of this. But all around the world, we want to make a difference in the lives of people who are hurting. And it's just my way of passing on the blessing, just as Abraham did. He was blessed so that he could pass on the blessing. That's a challenge to all of us. Um, Maybe we might not be able to go to the nations, but we can bless our neighborhoods, we can bless our families, we can bless our friends. Uh, our sphere of influence, the people that we connect with at church, the people that we work with, that we see in our community. There are all kinds of ways to pass on the blessings of uh, those that we connect with every day.
0: There's a powerful prayer warrior here in Phoenix that came close to me uh, some years ago, and he calls it um, cultural capital. And I never really understood what he was trying to say. Cultural capital is what God has given each one of us in talents and abilities. Regardless of what shape we're in, we all have those. We have those gifts of talents and abilities, cultural capital, if you will. But you also, in building a team, you have thousands of volunteers, right, around the world.
1: Well, I think all of these volunteers, uh, no matter where they are serving across the country, there in Arizona, here in Los Angeles, um, we are all gripped by a single vision. And the Lord Jesus expressed mm. that vision so clearly in Luke chapter 14, where he said, um, When you give a banquet, don't necessarily invite your rich friends and your neighbors, <laughs> your family members, you know, those you connect with, the easy, those you ones, with. Yeah. The easy ones, correct. Uh, No, Jesus says, pull up the 10 pegs in your thinking, go out, find the disabled, the lame, the blind, and and bring them in um, and do this so that my father's house will be filled. That's out of Luke chapter 14, I think roughly verses 12, 13 and verse 23. And that's the vision that um, all of my quote friends at Johnny and friends, friends. we all have bought into it. We all are gripped by it. We're all passionate about it. In fact, even as I speak with you right now, Art, we're holding our Johnny and Friends Director's Planning Summit and exploring new and creative and innovative ways to give the gospel, to go out quickly, to find the disabled, to bring them into the father's house uh, during COVID-19 and this global pandemic. Mm. Uh, we don't see this, uh, this season as a shutdown no, we see it as an opportunity, God's a God-blessed opportunity to come up with creative, unusual, uh, innovative ways to give the gospel of Jesus. Because wouldn't you agree? The times, the seasons right now are so very, very dark, and people with disabilities are are often suffering the most.
0: Yeah, I, I because because of their in the in the house. I mean, they're locked down, right? Uh, They're not as as out as they normally are. Tell me more about that part.
1: Well, absolutely. You hit the nail on the head, Art. Um, uh, For instance, I'm speaking to you from my home, my house, and I've been sequestered here since March. Mm -hmm. And I'm like so many special needs families across the United States and around the world. Um, We have fragile medical conditions. Again, you can hear it in my lungs. Uh, if I caught COVID-19, um, I wouldn't last very long, I'm mm-hmm. afraid. So you know, all special needs families, people with disabilities need to be much more careful. However, on a global scale, um, people with disabilities are suffering because they are the ones catching COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, the, their food supply chains have been broken. There is less access to medical care, Um I was reading statistics from the World Health Organization. Starvation is on the rise mm. in many developing nations. And, of course, that impacts people with disabilities the most since they are on the lowest rung of the socioeconomic ladder. So, you know what? I'm going I'm to use my cultural capital, as you just <laughs> mentioned. There you go. Yeah, and I'm going to use my influence and my prayers and my team, and we are going to practice Christianity with its sleeves rolled up, and I'm going to squeeze every ounce of ministry effort as I possibly can out of this body and make certain that as many people with disabilities that I know and around the world hear about Christ and are served well, that their needs are provided for. So, even again, even as we speak, we've got a director's uh, summit planning going on and we're, we're just, Um, making it happen right now.
0: I'd like to be a little fly on the wall and be part of that.
1: It's kind of fun. It's kind of exciting.
0: (laughs) You know, I have a saying in my life that nothing is so serious in what a little humor is not appropriate.
1: (laughs) Feeling you're kind of a fun guy at a party.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. My wife would probably say yes to that, but I don't know. But um, we, you're, you're remarkable. And if I remember going back to the beginning, and we're in our last four and a half minutes, by the way. So if, if we, you mentioned that Billy Graham was a big part of your recovery and, and coming out from any depression. Is that true?
1: Well, you know, um, let me quickly explain what happened. Okay. Uh, I lived, I grew up in Baltimore, did my rehabilitation there, learned how to paint with my mouth. And uh, I was exhibiting some of my artwork locally in. Wait Baltimore. a minute, you
0: say that so casually, like, "Oh, yeah, we can all do that."
1: <laughs> you, you mean you mean paint with your mouth? Yeah. Well, you know what you gotta you gotta work with what God gives you.
0: <laughs> You're, that's right. And,
1: and God just happened to give me that opportunity. All of us listeners, we all have different gifts, yep. different talents and abilities, but. I just happened to see, oh, my goodness, I can do this. This is something I can do. Awesome. And so I um, started showing my artwork at local art festivals in Baltimore and the local TV station, did a did a morning interview. And that was uh, picked up by the producers of The Today Show in uh, in New York City. And I went up there and did a national interview. And, and before you know it, Billy Graham saw the interview and a publisher saw the interview and. And they asked me to share my story on their various platforms. So before you know it, I was writing a book, and I was um, I was traveling with Mr. Graham, sharing my testimony. And it gave me such joy to know that the things that I was learning from God's Word, um, the way that the Holy Spirit was transforming my life and raising me up out of depression, uh, could be used of the God. Could be used of God to encourage others. Um, the Book of Hebrews says. Uh, encourage one another daily and we've got to do that because life is so very very hard so you know my challenge to our friends listening find a way to share your story encourage others with the scriptures that have blessed you and uh and and let's just see where god leads you who knows where god (laughs) might take you
0: and everybody has the opportunity to become part of johnny and friends right
1: Absolutely. I would encourage their (laughs) listening friends to visit our website at johnnyandfriends.org and uh, find out more about our resources and come and participate with us, volunteer with us, get your church engaged in disability ministry, because, uh, you know, we want to make the Luke 14 (laughs) vision of Jesus Christ a reality in, in your church as well. So, connect with us. And, and if you're listening in Arizona there, connect with us at Johnny and Friends in Arizona too.
0: And you have a beautiful office space here. I've been there a few yeah, times. Yeah, I think
1: it's right on Washington Street, isn't it? It is. It's, it's is. a beautiful facility, and I would encourage our, our listeners there in Phoenix to and uh, the Valley of the Sun to to check it out.
0: Johnny, you there are so many adjectives that I can think of that describe you in my mind. Uh, awesome, great, uh full of ca- cultural capital <laughs> you're spreading through <laughs> you're spreading it throughout the world and uh y- you're just inside a very lovely person and someone that you just can't uh you want to inhale more of the energy that you have and and uh in this conversation today you have displayed that and it's such an honor to be doing this with you today and um and carrying forth Uh, You're going to you're going to I just know from this program, which airs Thursday at 530 uh, this this week. And after that, it's in the stream. But uh, thank you so much, Johnny, for taking the time to be with us today. What an awesome treat.
1: Well, it's been a treat for me, Art. And again, (laughs) the takeaway, I think, for all of our listeners is God permits what he hates to accomplish what he loves.
0: Amen. You are a rescuer, Johnny. I hope so. Amen. The Rescuers Radio Show is on Faith Talk 1360 and 1360.com, and you can also listen to the podcast of our shows at at, uh, Rescuers' Facebook page as well as Faith Talk 1360.com. Until next time, God bless.